What up, though? And welcome to another episode of Motherfuckers in the Barbershop. We have an exclusive interview here. This man to the left of me is a, a good friend of mine. I've known him for a few years. He's very talented, uh, guitar player, singer, artist, author, writer, hockey player, professional golfer. Got professional golfer skills. <laughs> Introduce you to my boy Max, man. Hey, thank you, man. That was a, that was a great introduction. Oh, man. Just, just happy to have you, man. So we, we just got done recording um, some music. So, so tell the people what you've been working on during the, uh, during the quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. Uh, just trying to stay busy, trying to stay positive. I've been writing a lot, uh, playing a lot of music, really getting serious about it for the first time. I, you know, I played the guitar before, but this is the first time I've ever played it every day. Like kind of like a discipline to it, you know. <laughs> Trying to write some songs, you know. We re- recorded one today. I think it's all right. I like I it. We, I think we did a good job. Yeah. yeah, I've just been trying to stay busy. I'm I'm working on a book, and I also I try to write write that every day. I usually do that early in the morning. I write, play the guitar, kind of get, you know, so I have like that time because you know later in the day you get busy, you know. Can't let that happen, you know. <laughs> That's how you lose yourself. Right. So I mean, I, I really like the music. Um, you've been posting a lot of stuff on Instagram, and exactly, I've been liking it and following it, and mm-hmm. had to get you in here to, to record some sounds. Can you tell us, like, what's what's some like your music inspiration? Like, who was some of the guys that you you listened to growing up and um, inspired you? Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, growing up when I was younger, I was really into rap. I was big into rap music. Uh, you know, I wanted to be Slim Shady, like every <laughs> other kid from within 100 miles of this city. Yeah. Uh, and I, as I got older, you know, where I come from, Brighton, people don't really listen to rap. They listen to uh, mostly like rock and roll, the old old rock and roll, which I wasn't a big fan of when I was a kid because uh, I wanted to be a rapper. Like every other kid. Yeah, everybody. You know I mean? Everybody, everybody yeah. Yeah, but then I, I come back to it, you know, and I found a lot of inspiration in that rock and roll, really. Like, there, there's some, like, really amazing, talented music that goes into that. The, the different instruments, from the drumming to the guitar to the bass and the way it, it kind of, like, a rock song all comes together. And almost, it's almost like a mini, like, concert, you know, like right. yeah, you're like a, like an old-time concerto where they have hundreds of musicians where it's usually four or three. And, and uh, I've, I've gotten more towards rock and roll. Maybe even some country. Don't hate me. Not not like not like pop country though. Right. You know, like like the real stuff. The real stuff that comes from like really comes from into the deep south. And uh, it's inspired my music, but I but I also held on to that sort of rap influence. And I think I'm trying to like bring it all together to make something interesting, something new. Something that we talked about was like you know every time that rap and rock. From Aerosmith, Run DMC to, like I said, one of my favorite albums, the Lincoln Park and the Jay Z Collision Course. In the end, yeah. And it, it always comes to a uh, success. It's always a hit, always successful. And I, and I think um, what you're working on, it, it kind of meshes with both. Like mm-hmm. I, I still hear the R&B with the country mixed in, but it's something about holding that guitar and singing. That's just an ultimate talent, man. So I, I definitely take my hat off to you for performing that. Um, and you say you're gonna start trying to do some shows and trying to perform and. Yeah. Yeah, anybody wants a guitarist, let me know. I'm trying to put together a show. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just looking into, it's weird now. I don't know what's going on with the quarantine. Right. But when we get back at it, when life resumes, hopefully I'm going to do some open mics, maybe just, you know, I just want to play in front of people. I've never really done that. I mean, I guess I just played in front of you. Right. And, and I played in front of, you know, my girlfriend, my family. But I've never played in front of an audience who, like, came to see music. Right, you know, right. That's a whole other level of, it's probably going to feel like pressure at the beginning, but maybe something even more like inspiration eventually. It's like as you get comfortable on the stage, it becomes more than that. At least that's what I've heard from you know other musicians. So yeah, it's definitely something I want to do. So let's kind of talk about your, um, your bring because you're from Brighton. I know a lot of people. Uh, I drove through Brighton a few times, and then I actually visited there. And it's really nice, and you know, me and Max both went to Washington Community College, so yeah, we gotta gotta go. hold it down. And everybody I've met from Brighton has been really cool, really down to earth. It's a different type of spirit. You wouldn't think that, you know, just coming here. So can you talk about some of the upbringing? And yeah, yeah. So growing up in Brighton, I mean, I guess when you're young, you don't really think about the place where you're growing up. You don't think about it how it's different from other places. So when I was young, I, I didn't think much of it. Um, and then when I became like a teenager, I, I started to hate it. I started to despise it. And the reason why is because there's just not much going on. You know, it's, it's, it's a very nice place. It's a very nice community and the people there are very nice. But in comparison to, you know, a Detroit or even like a Lansing or an Ann Arbor, there's just not much to do. There's not much fun. And, you know, when you're a kid, you're trying to get wild. You're trying to like, you know, branch out. You're trying to like have some fun, you know. I grew to despise it. So I always wanted to like, you know, I wanted to be in Ann Arbor. I wanted to be Lansing. I didn't, I didn't want to be there. I didn't like it. Um, but now that I'm older, I've sort of come to appreciate that, that it's, it's a nice place and the people are kind and you feel like, you know, it is the, you know, this is kind of like the, the hokey thing, but like, if, so if your car breaks down, someone's going to help you out. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. And no one's going to rob you. But the converse of that is that it's boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's a balance, I guess. So, so would you say that that type of has helped you with your writing? Because, like you said, you write a lot of uh, stories and, um, I guess, like poems and songs. So, sure. would you say that that kind of helps you? No. You say it doesn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't call Brighton a creative, creative place. Right. Hub. I mean, there's not a lot of live music. There's not a, a artistic scene, right. so to speak. There's not like like there's places like if you go down down like towards the DIA, towards where Wayne State is. Right. You know, there's a lot of artists in that area making right. art. What's the name of that? This new there's like a new block that's like they're trying to redo uh, super like, nice. You I know what I mean? Yeah. They're trying. The point is they're they're making an attempt to create some kind of cool, interesting artistic cultural place. There ain't no attempt being made. <laughs> you know, it it's not that type of place so I didn't really feel like my creativity was valued there and I still really don't but it's it's okay because I get it elsewhere you know I've traveled I've been to other places that's what I was gonna ask you it was like a year or two ago that every time I saw you you were like in California you were like on the road so yeah. definitely that that type of inspiration did that that kind of help with the writing and yeah, the creativity definitely. I yeah. found a lot of other creative people that I had never met before um, you know, musicians and writers and just people who were living a different way than in Brighton on the road. I, you know, I went to New York, I went to Vermont, I went to Utah, 
Colorado. I, you know, Megan and I and my girlfriend drove to California. And yeah, so that, like I said, where you don't really think about your hometown when you're just living in it, but when you leave, you get to see the contrast between. Yeah, that kind of helped me. It helped me realize that, you know, even though my creativity isn't maybe, I'm not going to find my audience or I'm not going to find it here in Brighton. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, to switch subjects a bit, you know, Max is, is an athlete, um, uh, hockey, hockey player, a uh, golf player, basketball, some football. So let's let's talk about this hockey because you got a real passion for hockey. Uh, you've been playing since a young age. Yeah. Um, you said you're going to try out and play at a higher level, but you know what? What gave you that passion, that love for uh, for sports and hockey? Let's see. Well, you know, hockey was one of the first things that I did that I was good at, and as a kid. You know, it doesn't have to be sports, but, you know, like, I'm thinking about a little bit as I get older, like, if I ever had a kid, how would I how would I raise them? I would want to find them something that they're good at. Even if it's not sports, it could be anything, you know what I mean? And the reason for that is just so, you know, that they know that they can be good at something, build the confidence. So hockey was one of the first things that I was good at. One of the first things I really had fun doing. And then the team was the first time I felt... Like, I belonged to something. Like, I had friends that I had, like, you know, a crew. Right. right? You know, people right. That, that were going to fight for me. Literally on the <laughs> ice. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, and then off the ice. So, yeah. It, it was like, a, it was my socialization, I guess. You know? Nice. Nice. I mean, who were some of, like, your favorite players uh, growing up? Dotsu you know? for the Red Wings. Nice. He's the magic man. He looks like a freaking alien from outer space, <laughs> but man, does that guy have skills. It's weird because some of these hockey players, you know, you walk, you meet them on the street, they wouldn't look like amazing athletes. I mean, like, you run into, you know, LeBron James, like, yeah. the dude looks like an athlete, right. you know, right? Yeah. But sometimes these hockey players, you know, they're not, I mean, a lot of them are really big. Right. You know, over, most of them are over six foot, but some of them are, and you wouldn't know, like, for instance, if you ran into Pavel Datsuk on the street that he was just this freak athlete. Yeah. But yeah, he was—he's good. He's oh good yeah, yeah. You can hockey play. You can tell by the hands. Like Darren McCarthy, like his hands was just so—they were like tough, like big, big hands. Oh, you he's know, a goon. he's a goon. So yeah, it was like okay, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Funny about him, Darren McCarthy, a goon, a fighter yeah. on the Red Wings as the enforcer. Right. But in the Stanley Cup final last game, he scored. He won. He scored the yeah. game-winning goal, which I thought was one of the most glorious moments for goons all over the world <laughs> you know you can have your moment i'm there's probably the same in other sports that'd be like what would that be that'd be like uh, lineman scoring yeah, a touchdown lineman, or like a, charles this, oakley this or something like that it's a three-pointer yeah. in the game or something you know <laughs> and that's the thing like hockey got the got the classic movies the movie goons is a, is a good good that's hockey movie hilarious hockey movie Mighty Ducks, we all love it, you know, <laughs> just a sure, just a yeah. childhood uh, classic and miracle. Like every time I see hockey, I, I think about miracles. Yeah, so a it's a great, great movie, great story. So let's just transition to golf. So we we just played a game of golf. You yeah, you destroyed me. I'm I'm terrible. Just hey. just learning. But yeah, you're you're a good golfer, and you you thought about more professional uh, playing golf, and I mean I think it's still on the table. I think. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, these kids out here they're starting at age twelve now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I more, like, retroactively thought about it. So, like, after, I was like, man, I should have been a freaking golfer. When I see how much money these guys make and the tr- how they get to go to those beautiful places yeah. in the world. Um, 
just the lifestyle seems amazing and it's fun. I enjoy it and I don't get sick of it. Though if I was playing professional, I might. Right. But you know, it's like golfers can play into their fifties. But that's not me. It's just something that I like to do. It's something that's fun. I like it. Gets you outside. Golf courses are beautiful places to walk around, drive the cart around. I mean, you had fun, right? Oh yeah, man. It was a great time. It was my first time going to the course, and I found out that was like a legendary course we went to. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's where everybody go to play, like, big tournaments, and I guess, like, a lot of professional golfers go up there to, oh, to practice and stuff like that. So, yeah, we went to, like, the, the highest of the heights. So it was like, hey, I got to always go back to the link. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I actually realized halfway through the game, I was like, this is a pretty hard course. Yeah, yeah, very, very so, difficult yeah, I course. Yeah, to a hard course for your first time. That probably wasn't good. <laughs> so, okay, me and you met in the acting class, and like I said, you are a great actor. I watch a lot of movies. Um I replace you with you could be Leonardo DiCaprio, you can be Brad Pitt. This guy got those type of skills, and we did a play, and you like you directed it, pretty much. You orchestrated, you made sure the staff was happy and on time. You fed the staff. Um, we really appreciated that because, like you said, it was something that we wanted to do, but you made sure that the people were invested and that they all got an opportunity to to like to shine, to participate. And I appreciate that. Were you um, are you gonna do any more acting or any other? scenes of movies coming up or yeah actually some of the writing i've been doing has been screenplays which can be turned into theater plays really easily as we did with goodwill hunting right so yeah i was actually i just transferred to msu and uh i'm thinking about going to the theater director or just to the theater and and with one of my scripts and saying hey do you guys want to do it kind of like we ended up doing we just we just started you know started as just an assignment for us doing a scene from Goodwill Hunting but then people saw us doing it right. and they were so into it that uh, you know they started asking questions about it and eventually we just said hey do you want to do this scene we'll offer you this part and it, it grew into the entire movie pretty right. much but I guess that's how it works it's just you, you find people who are interested in the same vision who want to buy into the vision and that was really I mean I, I was really amazed by that for you, from you especially and oh, I want to say you. thank you for that because oh, you loved that movie as much as I did. And you wanted, you showed up every day just like I did. And so to see someone else who was as dedicated to an art, any art, you know what I mean? Let me feel like, you know, maybe I wasn't so alone in my, my inspiration. Because sometimes in college especially, there's some so many of these kids, are so, they're so slackers. You know what right, I mean? Like they right. say they're going to show, they don't show. They say that they're into it, they're not really into right. it. Right. And so it was really cool just to find you and, and Peter and a bunch of the other cast that really showed up and, and, and put the effort in. And I think it, we made something pretty special. We did, man, and I'm 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 glad to be a uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, something else that uh, you know, when I was hearing your music, is are these like stories that you that you're like telling about your like personal life or personal relationships or yeah uh, okay yeah. yeah sure I mean. I think for any artist, whether it's a writer or, or a musician, like it's not all, especially if you're making something for an audience, it's not just, it's not gonna be like just a story of your life, or it shouldn't be, because right. not everyone's living your life. Right. But everyone is living some shade of your life. Right. Like there's a commonality, I believe that. So, you know, for instance, in my, my stories or in some of the stuff that I post online, I think that I'm hoping it's something that other people can see and can relate to. And it's not just me just, you know, I don't know, telling my own story over and over again. Because there's no value in that. I right. know my own story, right. you know. 
So I'm hoping it's something bigger than that, something that can other people can relate to. The thing I like the most about, like say, your music and what you do is that you can tell you have a long range of music. Like your catalog of music is really long, mm -hmm. and to me, that's what makes you a good artist. That you're able to fit into different catalogs, you're able to kind of blend different sounds together, mm -hmm. and and like I said, it, it's been good music from everything I've heard of. Like I said, you sung a song today, man. You brought brought like the passion and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know. So we definitely can't, uh, can't wait. You know, brother Austin uh, helped out with it. So uh, yeah, thank you. yeah, man. I I can't wait to see what else you uh, you have in store. Now this is sports, so I want to ask you because you're a Michigan State guy. Oh, you talking about sports? Yeah, man. How long have you been a Spartan, Spartan fan? Like, who's I'm, your favorite Spartan? Okay, my mother went to Michigan State. Right, okay, And then my brother, who's quite a bit older than me, back in, in the 2000s, went to Michigan State. Right. And he's, he loves sports, and he right. loves Michigan State sports. So, I actually, when I was younger, I found myself rooting for Michigan. Right. And maybe that was, be, I like, I had some friends or something, and their parents were super into yeah. Michigan. Oh, yeah. And they were better back then yeah. in, in football. Um so I, but then my brother really kind of indoctrinated me into the, the, the Spartan mindset. And you know what I love about rooting for Michigan State? Is they never get the goddamn credit that they that they deserve. They, Harbaugh, Michigan, they get these recruits. They spend all this money, and what? And then they lose. And Michigan State, I, I can tell what I'm saying right here might be controversial to some people. Um, Michigan State, they don't get the recruits. They, they don't spend nearly as much money. They don't get the money. And somehow on game day, on Saturday, they pulled off some of the greatest greatest upsets I've ever seen. Case in point, uh, Baylor. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember that game when they had the, the big D lineman scored the touchdown. And I, I thought it was going to be over with for Michigan State. And they came yes, back. They, yeah. they came back with 21 points. 21 points. Baylor, the Michigan State, the botched uh, – Punt. Oh, I hate um, that game. Uh, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, that was. I hate that game. You know, I feel for Michigan fans. And yeah. it's been a part of why I'm a Michigan State fan. It's just been more – it's been fun. The la in, my life, in my lifetime, so 24 years, you know, I didn't – I don't remember the 90s when Michigan was this great dynasty, you know. I do. <laughs> I, so, man, I, I feel for you, brother. Okay, so let, let's talk about some points. Michigan State does get the credit. Mark D'Antonio – was a great coach. Mm -hmm. Mark D'Antonio recruited well. Yeah. He had some good guys. He had a lot of NFL players come, come in and out of there. Uh -huh. I think they, they walk around with that chip on their shoulder just for, for no reason. Like Everybody so. gave Mark D'Antonio his respect. And Michigan State. Like they, mm -hmm. Look, I remember the uh, John L. Smith days. And those were my favorite days because I was a Michigan fan. I, I remember Braylon Edwards scoring all the touchdowns and stuff sure, in, in the night game. Um, but I think Michigan State gets the credit, but they always feel like they don't. And the only problem I have with Michigan State fans is this. When they lose to Michigan, they make all types of excuses. Oh, I'm not even watching football this year. Uh -huh. Oh, this is just a hey, bad year. Hey, you know what? And, that ain't me. And, and basketball. And uh, basketball, Michigan State me. get a lot of respect, too, because Tom, Tom is uh, what he's done. I'd actually say, I would say they get more respect over the last, in my lifetime, okay. Michigan State's gotten more respect in basketball than they've actually delivered on the court. And, and, I, and that's what exactly what I was going to say. I argue with uh, my cousin all the time. I think John Beeline, over those last 10 years, and hopefully Juwan Howard had the same success, he did better than Tom Izzo. Yeah. yeah he did better. I think some of the Michigan State basketball hype is a 
little bit overrated. Like you said, they haven't performed. They, they lost in the first round. They but so, They're so similar where Michigan football and right. Michigan State basketball are so similar because Michigan State had the glory days, although you had to go back to Magic Johnson, which yeah. is a long ways. And you got, like I said, the Flintstones in the early that won the championship, yeah, yeah. your boy Mateen Cleese. And, and they get the better recruits, Michigan State basketball. They get more hype. And yet, right. I would say over the last 10 years, Michigan's performed better on the court. I mean, yeah. obviously, they've gotten further in the Sweet 16. Right, right. In, in, in the tournament. In the tournament, so. right. You've had more fun as a basketball fan than a football fan, I'm sure. I, I've had, I have, man. I mean, like, when Denard, like, I was a big Denard Robinson fan, and, like, I think that's the last time we beat Ohio State is when he was on the team. It's just been brutal. Been brutal with that uh, rivalry. And then with the, like, with the Michigan State basketball, it, it, it goes back and forth. Like, in Michigan State basketball, still has good teams. I like those debates. The football is almost like I'm, I'm out of it. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to, like, debate of Ohio State fan. Like, me and Austin had an Ohio State fan. We did, like, a podcast with them, and it was just, it was just so hard. Exactly. What are you <laughs> going to say? There's nothing you can say. I got to start talking about the 80s and then Charles Woodson in the 90s and, and stuff you know, like that. Part of that has led to the sort of a rekindling or maybe just, like, a, a new form of rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State football right. because the absence of the Ohio State Michigan <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? You can't talk shit to Ohio, Ohio State people, but at least Michigan beats Michigan State sometimes. Sometimes, you know? yeah. And that's, it, it's gotten to that point, and that's so bad. It's gotten to that point where people look at the Michigan – and something to do with the radio station, too, because Michigan State fans can be annoying when they're on top. Um, but it's come to the point where people look forward to the Michigan-Michigan State game more than the Ohio State game. Because it's going to be a game. It's going to be a game. And to Mark D'Antonio's credit, he has he beat Ohio State a few times. Yeah. So I, I've always gave him that, that proper due. And I like their new coach. I think their new coach is going to be kind of a hard um, struggle because with, with everything going on, if, if they even play a season because he didn't have a full training camp. But I think they're going in the right direction. So, you know, I want to say, look, I, I root for Michigan. I don't mind Michigan State being good, though. I root for Michigan State, too. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, so. if Michigan's playing Ohio State, I'll root for Michigan. Michigan's playing, you know, Alabama or yeah. some SEC school, I'll, I'll, I'll root for Michigan. Yeah. I, I usually don't get, you know, they don't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still right. root for them. <laughs> yeah, same. Same with me and Michigan <laughs> State, man. So, it's, it's all love, man. I, look, you've been here all day. I don't want to keep you here. Um, can you tell the people at, at home where they can find you, uh, your, like your Instagram, your, your Facebook, your yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Max Romero, and on Instagram, my handle is Max Romero Writes. I post a lot of, uh, I write a lot. I write a lot of things. I think a lot, and they're sort of like, I don't know. They're just thoughts that I have. I don't really know how to describe them. Um, I post them there. You know, I post them every week, sometimes multiple times a week. I post a lot of music in my stories, music that I'm like new music that I like, and even old stuff. Um, just you know, like you said, that that catalog just you know music that i'm really in love with and uh sometimes i'll post some videos and be playing the guitar just, yeah. just you know just show people what i'm up to oh my favorite videos definitely my favorite videos well look man i appreciate you coming we should have did this a lot earlier like a few years but i'm glad that uh yeah, i'm glad that we do it now. yeah i'm doing it now and when you uh, on break from school man stop by or anytime man you got an open door pass man anytime you, you want to go man. play play golf bring austin too man we can uh we can right go out there man have a good time man we'll get out there we we'll get out there man so Thanks, definitely appreciate it, man. Much love, man. Check out Max. Uh, he recorded. I'm glad he recorded it with us, too. I'm glad this we got this moment that he recorded with us. Check it out, man. We're going to send it to him. So, All right, guys. You have a good one.